I'm Victoria Lee and welcome to Making It Happen. We've got another great guest for you today. I'm not going to tell you who it is right this minute, but it is someone that a lot of you have seen a lot of over the years. But first, let's take a quick commercial break to one of our featured sponsors today, which is Naked Bee from the Bending Tree Studio. I just met this lady the other day and Boy, I've just grown to love her already. You know, there's people that you meet in your lives that you, you're just kind of bonded together, spirit to spirit. But she's got this new product called the Naked Bee. When you put it on your hands, it's like silk. So the next time you need some good lotion, try the Naked Bee. Welcome back. Boy, are you in for a treat today. I met this gentleman back in 1999 when I went to visit his church that was just starting here in town. Talk about dynamite. That's what this man is. May I introduce to you Eastman Curtis. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Oh my Eastman. gosh! It's so it is good so to see you. To be here. <laughs> Just want to apologize before I get started. Okay. If that's okay, because I've been doing a youth camp, uh -huh. and uh, we took our youth out on a trip, and so we were out in the Wichita National Wildlife Refuge, wow. Wichita Mountains. So. And they didn't keep you. No, they didn't keep me. They let me out, which is really good. It's always exciting to come back out. But anyway, through that whole event, I was hanging around all those kids and I, the late nights, breathing in all the smoke from the fires and all that. So I have a little bit of congestion. Well, I know anytime there's something exciting going on, you're usually there, aren't you? Exactly. I try to be. That's where the fun is, you know. Well, now, Eastman, this, the name of the show is Making It Happen. Right. And so it's meant to encourage and inspire people to pursue the things that God has called them to do. And back in 2003, I interviewed you right. for my book, Distinguished Oklahomans, because you were always been such a fireball, you know? Oh, thanks. But you said something to me that day. Right. And during that time when we were talking, I was still sort of in my fear mode, you know? It's sure. like, I'm afraid of you, you and you, you know? Right. And still trying to figure out after all these years, okay, God, where do I fit in here? Right. But you said something to me that I have... Listen, I've reread it and reread it and reread it. Wow. So tell me again what it was that you said so that the audience. All I know is I said a lot that day. <laughs> and so I'm trying to remember what part was that. But that it's I said. one that stood out in my mind so much about how. Let me see if I can pick it up. <laughs> Something about if you have a big vision, a lot of dream, a lot of passion in uh, a big dream. I don't know what did I say. <laughs> well, it's about it's about having a vision. You know how that things come into your life. Right. As I growing up, I always thought because the church made you think that right. that if anything bad was going on in your life, that you must be bad. Oh, that okay. you must be doing something wrong. Sure, but that's not true at all. No, not at what all. I, what really is the truth? Well, what I know is this: Paul was talking about this in the Book of Corinthians. In fact, I was just preaching on this Sunday about, you know, he said this, he said, there's a great and effective door that's been opened to me. So God's got great plans. He's got an effective dream for each one of us. Mm -hmm. But the last part of that scripture says, but there are many adversaries. And a lot of times God's opening up a door, but we've got these adversaries on the other side. The enemy doesn't want you to be effective. He doesn't want you to be successful. God does, but not the devil. Right. So when we look at this and we grab a hold of the dream and the vision that God has for us, sure, there may be adversaries, but man, just hang on with joy and you're going to get to where you're going. Well, how do you know, though, when it's the enemy or whether you're just going down the wrong path to start with? Well, I think there's a couple things. God will drop things in your heart to where you're consumed with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's sometimes I wake up thinking about what God has in store for me. I'll go to bed thinking about it. 
I'm pacing the floor thinking about it. I'm visualizing it. I'm verbalizing it. I'm meditating on it. God drops that in your heart and you start walking this out. And sure, there may be some adversity, but when it's burning in there and you can't get away from the call of God, because wow. I mean, it's the Bible says the gifts and the calling are irrevocable. That means he doesn't give them to you and then get, take them away from Just you. Just because you were bad or right. you did something wrong. Right. Exactly. It's a deposit that's been placed into your life. So the more that you use those gifts, the more that you use those talents, the more that you start heading into that, the more refined and the more uh, defined those things will become. Mm -hmm. But the less you use them, the less they'll be active in your mm -hmm. life. So man, when you've got a dream, man, grab the bull by the horns, go after it. Make Just it happen. Go, Make it happen. <laughs> there you go. Make it happen. Come on. <laughs> yes. Well, now you didn't start out this way though. I mean, you came from a little bit of a rough background yeah, there in I the did. beginning. Touch I was on making it, it happen in a bad way. <laughs> it's what I was doing. See, I was a mom's worst nightmare. I got kicked out of three schools for drugs and alcohol. Wow. I wasn't just a loser. I was what we call a varsity loser. <laughs> this is a varsity loser sign right here. That's what this is. And uh, my mom was, you know, I've been in and out of boarding schools, went to military academy, got kicked out of military academy, Christian school, got kicked out of Christian school. And the last straw when I was in public school, my dad just said, that's it. You're going to juvenile detention center. And I remember asking my dad, give me one more chance, you know. I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps. And I really tried, but I couldn't seem to do it. And I went to this little church, a little Presbyterian church, and this grandma was telling me about how there I could be different. There we go with grandmas again. I'm telling you something about grandmas, you know. <laughs> she saw this long-haired hippie freak, and she said, you know what, young man? You can be different with Jesus. When she said that, it was like all the pieces of the puzzle came together. Wow. That's what I needed. So that night I knelt down, asked Jesus to change my life, and it was just like all the junk, all the condemnation, all the guilt, all the insecurity, it just like lifted. There was some of it still there, but the core of it was gone. Right. And I realized that God loved me and he had a plan for my life. So it was really exciting. Well, did you know right away though that you were supposed to be a preacher? All I knew was, it was real vague, to know God's dream for your life, I sort of liken it to going down the road at night with your low beams on. Mm -hmm. You can't see like super far down, but you see just far enough to where the turns in the road are and stuff. Right. So my desire when I first became a Christian was to help people. I saw my friends that were lonely. I saw my friends that I knew they needed what I had because I was right where they were. And uh, so what happened was as I, as I started going down the road, I just wanted to help people. In fact, mm -hmm. I think that's what I wrote in my yearbook. What do you want to do with your life? Everybody else is real specific, doctors, lawyers, you know, psychologists. And my thing was, I just want to help. I don't know what that is. That could be a plumber, electrician. I just want to help people. When, uh, when you say that though, that's a pastor's heart. Oh yeah. And that's what you are. Right. So, you know, I, there's never been a time though that I've seen you where you didn't have that desire just to be there for somebody, just to help them. And you know, you are, you're just the epitome of excitement, oh, of thanks. enthusiasm. And you know, sometimes when you hang around those kind of people, it rubs off. Oh, it does. If you hang around negative people, that rubs <laughs> off, does. right? Doesn't it? Well, if we got a choice, I'd much rather hang around positive people <laughs> than negative really? people. They're more fun, <laughs> yeah. a lot more fun. And you know, there's a great scripture that says, your zeal has stirred up the majority. So when you're fired up about the things of God, you're excited about Jesus, what God's doing in your life. Right. Well, it makes other people get excited about it too. Right. So there's something about that. Well, now tell me some of the things that's happened, you know, in your life in the ministry part of it. You know, it's about how that you, how did you actually start? Sure. And then what are some of the tidbits along the way that said, God, I know that you were there. I know that you've called me to do this, and I can do it, and right. I want to do it, and I and I will never give up. 
So what's some right. of the things? I think probably one of the first things I had to do was not disqualify myself from ministry. Mm, that's huge. Because a lot of times we'll do that. Well, my past, you know, I was smoking dope. I was drinking. I was a loser. And I was just bad. And so I would look at that and I think, well, I can't help other people. I could never be like Billy Graham. I could never be like R.W. Shambach or Jesse Duplantis. I couldn't be like that. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'd look at them and see how they're using their gifts. And I think rather than be encouraged, I get discouraged because I can't be them. And I remember the Holy Spirit really started dealing with me. He says, you know what? I don't need another R.W. Shambach. Mm -hmm. I don't need another Billy Graham. I don't need another, you know, Kenneth Copeland. I have them. What I need is an Eastman Curtis. Wow. And that's what God says about you, too. I mean, God needs you to be what he's called you to be. You don't have to be somebody else. He placed unique giftings and callings in your life. So what I started doing is I just started helping. I, at, at church, I know they needed a drummer. So I said, I, I'll play drums. I, I can do that. I'd love to do that. So I started playing drums. And, and then one time, the, uh, one of the Sunday school teachers got sick, and they asked me to teach Sunday school. I was so fired up. Man, I thought, okay, I get to teach. Well, I practiced my message. I went over it and over it, and I preached my whole thing in three minutes because I was so nervous. You know, <laughs> I just got it all done. I didn't know what to do, so I gave an altar call. People got saved in Sunday school class. It was so fun. And I just kept doing that, and then people heard about me. You know, why don't you come speak at my church? Or we've got a youth group. Would you mind doing that? Or there's a roller skating rink. Would you mind getting involved with that? So your gift makes room for yourself. But it's like what we talked about. You've got to exercise it. Just be available. Start blooming where you're planted. Mm -hmm. You know, plug into your church. Plug into your school. Plug into the extracurricular activities. Meet people, and you become contagious with the gift God's given you. So as I started that, your gift starts making room for you. And next thing I know, I'm on the road full-time telling people about Jesus, and I'm getting paid for it. I'm like, whoa, I love this. <laughs> this is a blast. Now, being on the road's not easy. <clears throat> So, no, but it's fun because God calls you to do it. Right. Well, were there things all along the way that you thought, what am I doing? Let's just go home where it's safe. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think there's a lot of times. In fact, uh, one time it was so funny. I was speaking at this church and I had like three people, different people every day come up and say, it sure must be hard traveling on the road all the time. Must be really tough. First couple days, people are saying that. Say, no, man, I love this. This is what God's called me to do. I love preaching. Well, after about the fourth day, you're going, yeah, it's pretty hard, man. I'm on the road all the time, sleeping at a rent, not with my family. Oh, it's so hard. Nobody knows <laughs> the trouble of So I'm starting to get in the blues. And, I, and I, I was praying before the service, and I started realizing, man, it's just self-pity. It's the way I'm looking at that. Mm -hmm. You know, this is an honor to be in the ministry. It's an honor to be able to help people. And when I shook myself free from that, oh, man, the joy came back in and the excitement, the exuberance. And then you began to be much more effective. So a lot of it is the way that you think about right. it. It I can agree. be hard or it can be exciting. Okay. Exciting is a whole lot more fun than hard. I like to be around exciting people. I do too. Listen, let's break for a minute, make a commercial break here and honor our sponsors. All right. And I think you're going to head over to our uh, stage here and yeah. play some music for exactly. us. Exactly. I would love we to. We want to talk about excited. You can get us excited with music, <laughs> can't you? Okay. We'll have fun. All right. So we'll break for a moment and honor our sponsors. And when we get back, we're going to have Eastman Curtis and his band on stage.
Welcome back. And here again is Eastman Curtis. <laughs> Man, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was great. I loved that solo that you oh, did. Oh, did you like the I've djembe? I've never seen you do that. Now, oh, wow. That was incredible. It was yes. fun. Well, these guys got together. It's actually Joseph Glob, the guy that was playing barefoot. Right. Uh, we, did a, uh, we did a thing called the Poor House where we were helping people, uh, the homeless, as far as getting them toothbrushes and mm. uh, all sorts of basic stuff that they needed. And I mean, we, we had sacks of stuff. Wow. And that's what he charged for admission. But we got it recorded and it's live. And so he has a CD out now. Wow. And so we're real excited about that. And if they want to get that, it's just instrumental, 100% instrumental, but it's live. Well, where can you pick it up at? Uh, EastmanCurtis.com and they'll see the link right there. Wow. So it'll work out okay. perfect. Hey, EastmanCurtis.com and, and your church. Where's your church at right That's now? That's right. Well, right now we're meeting at the Tulsa Select Hotel. Okay. We're real excited about that. We just started a little while back. So we got 100, 150, something like that. But we're growing. Uh -huh. we're, we're looking for a new building. But right now we're meeting at 1030 Sunday morning at the Tulsa Select. And it's just right off of Skelly on Interstate 44 and the Yale exit. Right. So that's I've where been we are. there, and listen, you don't want to miss it because, I mean, Eastman himself, you know, he puts a light underneath you and, and <laughs> or puts a fire, I should say, underneath you, you know, gets you excited about life. And, and, you know, earlier I mentioned about you having that pastor's heart. Right. And you really do, Eastman. I mean, you, you do have well, a... Thanks. And that's got to come from the Lord, you know, that he's put that in you that, like you said, starting out wanting to help people. Sure. But it's even grown more than that. It's, right. it's really a part of God just uh, burning inside of you, you know. And, and, and I know you go through so much stuff anyway, and you want to help people that may be going through things, you know, also. I know in our family, we went through some stuff, and mm -hmm. I just remarried, have a beautiful oh. wife, beautiful kids, and just to watch how God puts it all back together. Right. Even better. I mean, you know, the years that the canker worm, the palmer worm destroyed, Stay faithful to God, and it's amazing how He just builds your life. And I gotta pinch myself sometimes to make sure I'm not dreaming. Yeah. It's just so exciting what's, what well, God's because been doing. Because a lot of times when you go through things, rather than staying close to God, oh yeah, you run because right. there again you think you're bad. Right. You know that that nobody wants to be around, but you didn't do that. No, I I went through a little bit of freak out. You know how that is because there's so much change that goes on. And uh, so anyway, what happened was I just stayed steady, stayed plugged in, into church. Mm -hmm. And as I kept doing that and helping other people obtain their dreams and their vision, man, God opened up doors to where I could get my dream and my vision fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Well, another thing you said earlier about how that God gives you those gifts and callings and he doesn't take them back. That's right. No matter what happens in your life. Because, you know, sometimes we don't know that right around the corner something's going to throw a kink in what we're doing. Exactly. And, you know, I'm sure there's people that are watching right now that, you know, you may feel like you've been too bad or you've got too much water under the bridge that there's really plan B or C or D for you. The good thing about God is it's still plan A. Right. The gifts and the calling are irrevocable. God hasn't lifted his hand off of you. He hasn't gone anywhere. So don't get that in your mind that now you have to settle for second best. God still has the best for each one of us. I believe that. Right. What's in the future for Eastman Curtis, for the church? Right. I, you know, it, it's so funny because, you know, I said it's like driving down the road with your low beams on. You don't really right. see way down the future. I know, you know, I, I did television. I did all this other stuff, and it was a blast. And I know that's coming back in the future, you know, to be able to do that. But just watching God put it together and it being healthy and whole, and so the core is solid. And once that core is solid, man, then you're able to reach out and to do a bunch of stuff. So we see television in the future, planting more churches. Mm. I mean, I want to get some more churches going, you know, that are freedom and, you know, up -built, uplifting and encouraging. 
and uh, not just here in Oklahoma, but literally all over the United States and the world. So we're really excited about that. Well, I'm excited for you, Eastman. And I know that from watching you over the last few years that God truly has his hand on you. Victoria, and I, thanks. I appreciate you coming and joining with us. Thank you for playing your, your tunes over yeah, there. Yeah, you know? we love and, the tunes. And, you know, let's, let's see if we can't help them. That's right. Uh, get on Eastman's uh, website. EastmanCurtis.com. Eastman and let's, let's help these guys because what they're doing is helping someone else. Right. The proceeds of this are helping out people that are homeless. So that's what we want to do. That's what you want to do. Thank you so much, Eastman. Thank you, Come Victoria. Back anytime, I want okay? you. Okay. Come on. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for joining us today. And, and like Eastman said, you know, God really does have a plan for your life. And, you know, you don't have to be afraid to step into the gifts and callings that God has placed inside you. And all of us have different things That's that right. God wants us to do. We're not, I'm not like Eastman and Eastman's not like me, but God still had a plan for my life. That's right. And I'm sitting right here doing part of it. So you do what God's called you to do. Don't let anybody say anything to you that will keep you from completing the plan God's got for your life.